Okay, are you ready? Does everybody feel? I'm, I'm not ready. a total pukoid. You're not a total. <laughs> you are so not gross. Seeing you doesn't make gag me with a spoon. Well, that's an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the most excellent '80s movies podcast. It's the podcast where a filmmaker, a comedian, and a podcaster slash film worker slash doer of things plus a self-proclaimed woman with opinions. And don't we need many of them around? Yes, we do. Uh, We revisit the 80s movies that we think we love or love to hate with modern eyes to see how they hold up. And this is Valley Girl, a movie selection from 1983. Oh, gag me. How could you? For sure. Cody. Besides, it's totally gnarly birth control. (laughs) I can't stand it. Okay, so he's awesome. (laughs) Valley Girl. She's out there somewhere. This is the story of a boy from Hollywood who never dreamed the girl he'd want most was down here. Hello. Hello. Who invited you? Oh, wow, you mean you have to be invited? That explains it. What? everyone's dressing See, if I had been invited, I would have known this was a costume party. Right. <laughs> it's the story of a girl from the valley who never dreamed she'd ever be seen with a boy from over here. Looks like I'm not getting out of this car. All right, but when they attack the car, save the radio. So when can I see you again? I'm here with you now. I know. This is the story of Randy and Julie, the way they come together, and the people who try to pull them apart. Like, don't you think they have parties over there? Oh, where? At the zoo? This geek that she's with could scar her for life. If you think she's confused, you should see her father. I'm together now. Be right there. Julie's cool. Randy's hot. She's from the valley. He's not. Valley girl. Oh, bitchin', is this in 3D? No, but your face is. Aren't we all? Based in 3D. Um, okay. I'm Chrissy Lenz, comedian, improviser of National Comedy Theater. And with me, as always, is... Nathan Blackwell, filmmaker and podcaster, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's valid, Nathan. It's O'Fish. Yes. <laughs> uh, and we have two very exciting special guests today, uh, uh, beginning with somebody who was with us on the Buckaroo Banzai uh, yes. episode. Welcome back. Why, thank you so much. It's a joy to be back. Tell, every, tell the people, people who you are. Well, I'm Alice uh, Baker. <laughs> uh, I, I am also a podcaster, uh, and I decided to start calling myself a film worker because of that dude sitting across yes. from me, as I often find myself working on his films. I air quoted, and I don't know why, Nathan. Um, it comes through. It really <laughs> So which part got the air quotes? (laughs) Nathan. (laughs) 
Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly Nathan. Is this, it, it is it, it, am I my mysterious double? Or... <laughs> Could be. Could be. I would peg you is for a Is that his twin. real name? And uh, I'm super yeah. excited that the beautiful lady sitting to my left has joined us. Our super, super, super fan. Hi, I'm Liza Sullivan. I'm Alice's sister, and thank you so much for inviting me. I'm super, totally excited to be on my first <laughs> podcast ever. And I'm a huge super fan of the movie. Saw it when it first came out. I've always loved it. Had it VHS, had it on DVD. I have the soundtrack. I mean... The soundtrack is amazing. It's, it's very it, good. It makes good. the movie, I think. It, it tries to. <laughs> I think that's a hint. Uh-oh. I think that's a hint of Ms. Lentz's opinion. So, so tell us about your history with his movie. Well, I saw it when it first came out. I was... I think I must have been 19. So this is 1983. Yes, 1983. I would have just graduated graduated high school in 1982 and went to see it in the movie theater and was just dazzled by it. I I totally fell in love with Randy. I that's totally how I wanted my boyfriend to be, and I thought mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. I thought that Julie was amazing, and I liked the story, and it was funny, and it had a happy ending, and the music was great. It just really good and that I melt with you I mean I know everybody loves that song Mm -hmm. but that is my husband and I's theme song that's our song that's so great thank you Nathan Uh. (laughs) I could definitely see like being at that age and just like wanting to because Valley Girl that's what became the sort of trend for young people to be like oh my god right to sort of try and echo what that like in the way that Clueless the, did yeah, in the nineties? Yeah, uh, right. It, it, yes. the pre Clueless. It was the clue. If you're gonna, you, the Clueless was the one for your generation, right? Valley Girl was the one for our generation, mm-hmm. and the pervasiveness of the language is all of us. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's still, it's still. I mean, you know, I can't get through a sentence without saying like. like. Absolutely, <laughs> and that comes from from Valley Girl talk. Yep. Thankfully, not all of it stuck around, but. None of us can escape that. Nope. None of us can escape that. <laughs> um, and it would, like, you know, I don't know. Just, like, the the thought that the difference between the valley and Hollywood was, like, <laughs> Nowadays. two different uh-huh. worlds. Oh so I'm trying to think of, like, what the, the Phoenix equivalent of that would be. You know, Scottsdale versus... South, South Phoenix, Phoenix mm-hmm. you yeah, know, probably. I, mean, I, I bet you those differences are just as strong. Like, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, I believe it. I believe yeah, it. Or Levine, which is kind of Cowtown. Yeah. Or it was when I went to high school. Probably not anymore. Probably. <laughs> no, I'm sure it is. Um, so, what about you, Alice? What was your experience? Uh, I I don't know if I saw it in the theater. So that would have been my junior year in high school, and I can't remember what the rating was. I mean, it had to have been an R rating with the boob shots and right? the, lang- so and the language boobs. and the F word. So much boobs. I don't know. I have two, three words for I'm you. Game go out of, of Thrones. Too much boobs? No, no, I'm not saying too much boobs. Oh, I'm saying so much boobs. I don't think it's so much boobs at all. Well, I, I was really surprised the that time. there were any boobs at all. And, and this, like, we'll have to come movie. back. We'll have to come back to the boobs because yes. there's boob Liza trivia. Has, has, boob has trivia. Information there is, about boob trivia. There's boob trivia. And yeah, it's rated R. It's, it's rated a, R. Yeah. So I doubt, although I did sneak into other R-rated movies as a teenager, so maybe I did see it. But I must have saw it, seen it, saw it, seen it later. Um, but I too remember it being pretty um, 
pivotal, like informative. I don't know what the right word mm-hmm. is. Is that Influential. everybody talked about that movie? Everybody, either you were on the one side or the other. If you were the cool kid, you were, you know, with the kids from Hollywood, and if you were the rich kid, you were totally wearing your polo shirt with the collar turned up. It was very, very, very. It was hard to escape. It was impossible to escape if you were a teenager. Uh, when that movie came out which is like it's so weird because you can't it's nowhere now it's not like a cult favorite now no. it's nowhere now nobody's it's, doing screenings of it nobody's like oh, never we must, on cable yeah it was very 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 hard to find to watch for the podcast so you know so how did that like fail to make the transition mm-hmm. to be like a pretty in pink or a 16 candles or something that breakfast we, club yeah that we just like, oh, that's quintessential 80s. Well, I think a part of the, this movie is that it was, in, in a lot of ways, a an antidote to the movies that were out then. Like these sex-crazed teenager comedies like Porky's or Revenge of the Nerds and things like that. And, and I feel like one of the things, um, I, I just kind of perusing like Roger Ebert's review of it, like he was, he, he found it to be such a breath of fresh air because of all the other teenage films that that were out there at the time Mm -hmm. you know so um yeah i don't know why it could be that it's a relationship with its comparison of what everyone else was seeing and how this was so different than that Mm -hmm. made it kind of like a place in time Uh, but it's interesting i think this is the first movie we've covered on the podcast that's actually directed by a woman is that right? Yeah. Oh. Chrissy, you should shame, do a better job. Yes, shame on me. <laughs> Martha um, Coolidge. Yeah. Yes. I think that the reason that it doesn't hold up, like people don't go back to it, is because Nicolas Cage is the romantic love interest. is <laughs> so hard to get past. Like, watching it now, I'm just like, I cannot get past it. That's Nicolas Cage. <laughs> That's Nicolas Cage. And he's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, would you were you like, oh my god, break me off a piece of that hot, hot Nicholas Cage of, of that eagle hair? The, what was uh-huh. happening to his that chest hair? That had to have been purposeful. It, it was. No Liza, Liza knows. It Liza was. knows. She can tell <laughs> you everything. Tell the you. chest hair trivia begins, it, and, and so it begins. He did the chest hair himself. He came up with that weird triangle haircut, and it was because he was the youngest person on set. He was eighteen. Everybody else was older than he was, and Martha said, Nick. You're the youngest, but you're the hairiest. Oh, no. <laughs> we have to take care of this somehow because if you, you know, you have to look younger. So that's what he came up with. That that was his shave job to look oh younger. God. Because he's bananas. Like, that's a crazy person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a crazy person solution. So I've never found Nicolas Cage physically attractive. And if I were, it would not be this version of Nicolas Cage, mm-hmm. certainly, that I found physically attractive. So which versions of Nicolas Cage? None. 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 I, I've, I've just never found him attractive. Not so even not TBD. even National Treasure. <laughs> like Nicholas, no. National Treasure is probably my favorite Nicholas Cage. Mm. So you're, but so I'd you have to go Raising him. Arizona. Yeah, mm. that was a good yeah. Nicholas. That's I mean, that's, again, far that's a great. Flung. But 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 I'm I'm not talking about his performance. I'm not talking about his personality. I'm I'm just talking about his physical appearance. Oh yeah, no, not, no. <laughs> I've never found him him attractive. But the the character that he plays in this movie, I find appealing. Yes, and totally am down with it. it that would have been the guy that I would have wanted to try and date in high school. Absolutely. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. I think it's interesting, Alice, that you had the same reaction to Nicolas Cage that Chrissy did, which was, oh, Nicolas Cage is a leading man. Like, oh, what the? Yeah. And I just, seeing the movie for the first, I never felt that way. I just right. fell in love with Randy. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not in love with crazy Nicolas Cage. I don't think anybody <laughs> is. But in that movie, mm-hmm. he was great. I mean, I, I like, I love him as a persona. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he has, I don't know he that has I can go that carved far. out a niche for himself <laughs> that only he can <laughs> occupy. Like, and he's definitely leaning into it these days. Um, but yeah, it is really interesting to see him as like a teenage heartthrob. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about Nicolas Cage as the object of our affection, Nathan? <laughs> it's a stretch. Yeah. Like, I, I, um, I I couldn't find myself wanting to be him, you know, since the world the genders are kind of flipped in in terms of my watching experience. I'm mm-hmm. sure uh, of 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 identifying more with him than yeah. like the the female lead. Um, but I definitely like you know gravitated to him as an outsider. Yeah, you know, because mm. I'm sure that. Like a lot of people, we feel like outsiders. Like I was never like extra, the extroverted outsider. You know, I was the the quiet introverted outsider who was like in the corner drawing something. You know, um, but yeah, I, I you know, he is totally bananas. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I liked him in it, but yeah, for yeah. sure. It's, I mean, it's the tough. shower scene. Mm-hmm. How can you not? Oh be? my god! I mean, it's just so charming. But that's such a bad plan. So, so well, we, I mean, we can go into all of the stalkery, date rapey aspects rape? of this movie. Well, it's looking the nineteen eighties. Exactly. Yeah. That's how we related our... to one another. Was yes. to to stalk. Yes. We had to graduate to where we are now. Yeah. Yes. Um, so <laughs> where most of us like, yeah. are today. <laughs> Story wise, um, and there's a lot to like about this movie. Like, I love. The main girl, Julie, her relationship with her parents. I love the parents so much. They're like these hippies Mm -hmm. that like their main concern is that she gets to have like a good teenage experience. They're like. Yeah. And they've got this huge. They've got this age gap of like 17 years between them. And like the dad's always sneaking off to smoke weed in the bathroom. Uh Um, They're great. So like story wise, Julie is like beautiful popular her friends are all beautiful and popular and like all they do is talk about boys and go shopping essentially it's like i don't really see how that's so different than teenagers today though that's uh, not no, what you're saying no okay, no good. not okay. at all i was like but that seems 100 percent normal to that's me like what the story is um it was really great to see like the mall and like the oh, the mall, mall. the master mall. the master card yeah. how they slid ka-chunk, it across ka-chunk. it seemed so old fashioned yeah 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 um and like just the shopping and the trying on of the clothes this movie has like 20 montages and they're all really it's a good. bit hyperbolic but yes it has a lot of montages <laughs> no there's 20 i counted them no i did not um but it's like a movie of montages uh so we start with the shopping montage and Julie is not into her boyfriend Tommy anymore because he is totally lame. He is the worst. I mean, looking back at the movie, I mean, he's just the worst boyfriend ever. Like they almost yeah. overdid how bad he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Played by the the gentleman who will one day be Buck from uh, Kill Bill with the pussy wagon. No, the rapist. <laughs> he's the rapist. Uh-huh. Oh my god! Of course he is. 
This is this is like he never branched out. That's his archetype. <laughs> yeah, the right. asshole. No, he he is. works for him, and he is just that like archetypal '80s asshole. There's no redeeming quality to about him, him at no. all. No, because I don't find him attractive. No, neither do at I. all. I mean, just to look at. Neither do I. No, well, my dude. I'd go out with Fred. He's my dude. Fred's my dude. Fred's a sidekick. Fred the sidekick. With the middle blue I am a, a, a true, true sidekick lover. You are. You always go for the sidekick. I always side, go for the sidekick. Um, so they, she, Tommy's totally lame, but Brad is bitching. Brad's like, it's literally the same guy. Dude, it's yes, like absolutely. Just a different version of the same right. guy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, 100%. So they break up the, on the night of a party, uh, and Nicolas Cage and his friend crash this party. Yes. And that's what the story comes from, because he sees Julie and is truly dazzled. Yes. They that, drive away. That girl, Julie. She's truly dazzling. Truly dazzling. Yeah. So, so speaking of Randy, uh, Nicolas Cage's uh, character, this movie is so fucking Randy. This mm. movie, is, I mean, this movie is so horny. It is. But it's, I mean, yet but on the scale it's... of 80s movies, teen comedy horniness, it's not, you know... It's super, super horny, but it's like, it's not a Porky's. Right. It, it, if anything, it's 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 way more female horniness than like, dude, I've got to get laid horniness. Yeah. You know? Yes. Like, it, if we're talking about how this is like an anecdote to Porky's, it's that they are portrayed as, as real people. Yeah. And it's it primarily seen from like the female perspective. And, and it's very... This is not a plot movie. Nope. <laughs> this simple is, plot. This, yeah, it's it's very it's very plot. simple, but it's also the the scenes and situations are very kind of you feel like a fly on the wall, mm-hmm. realistic. There must have been some great chemistry that the that the director brought to kind of like these actors to kind of like get them to kind of be comfortable and friends with each other and and to really make it seem supernatural, almost like they don't even know the camera's there, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, because there's a lot of just scenes of, like, you're at the party. You're at the party with them. Well, and there was a rumor at the time that Nicolas Cage and Deborah Foreman were going out. And when you read anything on the internet about Nicolas Cage talking about the movie, he says, I was just in love with Deborah Foreman. I thought she was the most awesome thing ever. So it was not a lot of acting for me mm-hmm. to pretend to be in love with her. Did you feel like they had chemistry? Yeah, I think the, the chemistry is undeniable. But if we're talking about the party scene, I was very distracted by the clothing. Uh, That's all mostly my notes what I was are about the clothing. And? I was very, very... Um, Distracted by the nut packages of the boys in their pants. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Truly, I was. Uh, So, you know, chemistry-wise, I was. uh, My attention was drawn elsewhere. And the dancing, you were distracted by the dancing. The dancing was delicious. I loved (laughs) every second of it. I still dance that way. But like, and everybody's like, they're committed to their dancing. They're so into their dancing. They're not like, they're not like, you know, dancing. But they're like, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm too cool. I'm not 
They are not too cool. Okay. They're like, uh, 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 shoulder, 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 shoulder. I've like, been trying to think of the other nut package movie, Alice, and I, it just <laughs> came to me. It was To Live and Die in L.A. Oh, I love that movie. Every man in that movie. <laughs> Maybe I'm attracted to, to now, movies with boys with good packages. Now we know, <laughs> because I'm so distracted by the pants in that movie that I can't pay attention to what's going on around mm. me. They're well, so that's tight. a complicated, that is a plot movie, Liza, and we, and we maybe know that's how sometimes why. you struggle yes. with that. Maybe know. that's why I like Valley Girl. <laughs> Curse of the Nut but, Package. you know, Nicolas Cage, <laughs> without being overly intense, brings such an intensity to that character <laughs> that it's undeniable. Yeah. Well. And it, it's it's his first starring it's role. <laughs> Um, Chrissy will not be denied, it sounds uh, like. Uh, no, no. The, I mean, the man is, he makes his own chemistry with, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, he makes his own magic, for sure, because, like, does. there's no one else like him, truly, in the whole world. He doesn't need a full other movie to participate with him. He no. can already create his own energy. Yes, yes. In his own separate movie. Right, exactly. <laughs> Um, it's like, I feel that way about Matthew McConaughey as well. It's like, sometimes it's like, does he know he's in a movie or like, did <laughs> so he you just felt like he would, you felt like Nicolas Cage and his performance was disconnected from Julie and the other characters in the film. Is that what you're saying? No. Oh, okay. no. I just, it disconnect. I felt disconnected from it. Oh, okay. Just based on like seeing Nicolas Cage and like not being able to, he's passed his weirdness right so i'm bringing to it all of the nicholas cage feelings History that i that have, have. Gotcha, gotcha. Ne- having never gotten to see it with no opinion of him right. whatsoever right, right, which right, would right. be a totally different experience you know, well, in sure. 1983 you might have fallen in love with him exactly but now it's impossible and maybe i would feel completely different about the entire movie right right, right? right. In, gotcha. the, in the way that right. like you know, I fell in love with John Cusack and Say Anything, which is mm-hmm. exactly the same movie. Like, this mm-hmm. is... Say Anything is the same movie as Valley Girl. Uh, and they're all, well, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the, you know, bad boy and the good girl. Um, so they go to this party. They meet at this party. They kick him out and just, like, punch him right in the... Like, Brad punches, or no, Tommy punches oh, him right in the face, just like, you look weird. Punch. You're, t- you're talking to my ex-girlfriend, who I still consider a prize. Punch. We, again, is the overdone, I think, yeah. of that character a little mm-hmm. bit. For yeah. sure. For sure. But we are immediately turned against that guy and, and must only hate him and feel so bad for, like, the forgotten character of the cute blonde, do you know, who, what's that character's name? The girl that Tommy Dottie from Pee Yeah, Dottie from Pee which girl? The one that he then, we got our first boob shot that went up mm-hmm. after. Oh, the friend that he yeah, goes. The friend. Yeah, what was her name? I don't think I ever even learned it. I can only remember Stacy and Susie. I do not remember mm-hmm. what her name is. Because she was kind of like the sad character who. The slutty one, maybe. Yeah, but like. I do not accept that term. No. She is, she is into Tommy for some unknown reason mm-hmm. other maybe that she thinks mm-hmm. he's a prize thinks mm-hmm. he's cute and and decides that you know she's she's gonna sort of let her guard down and uh you know maybe go have some fun with tommy because girls like to have fun let's not forget and you know she's sort of in fact just, they just want to have fun. they uh, very good <laughs> and you know it doesn't go really to plan want. for her you know mm-hmm. and then she feels crappy about it and then has you know 
it, you know, has trouble deciding what the right thing to do in terms of her friend is when later in the story when we get to it. Well, a bit like that's such a like thing that they drop in and then just like, oh, oops, don't worry about that, you know, because they're at the party and everybody's just like, oh, hi. It's like how they greet each other is to just like make out. Oh, hi. Let's let's open mouth kiss (laughs) while we're dancing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so Tommy hooks up with Dottie from Pee Wee. Uh, and immediately it's just like, zip, let's get those boobs out. <laughs> well, it could be time to talk about the boobs, maybe. The boob trivia. It's always time Shall to talk be, about are boobs. Are we rating them? Or no. <laughs> this, this was the first of the four required by the studio shots of boobs. <gasps> it was in the contract, apparently. She had to show them four times. She, that Martha, one actress? Martha Coolidge, the director, oh. was required to have four boob shots in the movie. Mm. This was one. Alice and I counted. We counted. Then there's bonus poop. There is a bonus poop. There is a bonus poop. There is just one. So there's 4.5. Yes, Nathan. I would say maybe 4.25 because one of the boobs is on a poster. Yeah, but it's not yes. a real boob. Ah. It's not a real flesh squishy. So the studio was like, we'll make this movie, but it's got to have this many boobs. 4.25. Yes. yes. I would go for more. Like, you got to double the amount of boobs. Which she was okay with if it was in the context of the movie. Like, yeah. it didn't seem to be just boobs. Yeah, boobs. I don't feel like any of the boob shots are gratuitous in any way. They don't feel gratuitous to me. It didn't feel gratuitous that they're just like, he's just like, she's wearing a, a jumpsuit. Uh, with a sideways thing, and he's just like, "Zip!" There's yep. your boobs. And open nope. front bra too. Yeah, didn't feel weird. She to did me have at all. the bra open like there at some point. Did you guys know about the four required Mm-mm. boobs? Of course not. So did that feel like it was more part of the story then? It felt. Yeah, I I, I would say yeah, it, it did to me. It, it felt like it was again like you're kind of like. The things that that worked for me for this movie was that you felt like you were a voyeur in a a, a real world, you know, and so it, it felt like these sexed up kids mm-hmm. were you know that what they were doing was very felt to me very realistic. Yeah, me too. Know? It did hundred percent. But Apparently, your high school experience was very different, Chrissy. No, 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 not okay. at all. I'm, but what I'm saying is, like, so who is this movie for then? Like, who are those boobs for? Thirteen-year-old boys, right? But they are—I don't see them being attracted to this movie in the first place. Well, I guess that's why the smart producers were like, "You got to have four boob shots in, because otherwise, the boys don't come to the movie." I don't know. Mm-hmm. No I mean, shot the, the, the yeah, I—I I don't know about the. Hmm. I don't know the right word to use, but if I, I, and I don't know what my opinion was when I was that old, Mm -hmm. but watching it now, it doesn't feel gratuitous. So I don't know how in the eighties I would have at all thought that it was gratuitous, but I do remember being like, is the antidote to the, the, the male version of, Mm -hmm. you know, there isn't anything more gratuitous than I'm going to look through a peephole so I can see some chicks in a shower to people making out. Guess yeah. what? Boys like to touch boobs, so of course he's going to unzip her and get her boobs out. No, like, that course, doesn't feel weird then, to me at all. It's not weird if you're like, oh, this is real life and we're watching real life. It is weird if you're like, there's no boobs in Clueless, right? Because that movie, the audience wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense to have boobs in Clueless. So if this movie was trying to be Clueless, you know, because it went for the R rating and had the boobs and the language, 
it was an R movie instead of a PG movie, right? Mm, so right. if they're really trying to appeal to not only the 13-year-old boys, but the, all the 13-year-old girls, you change, change, take out the boobs, yeah, change I, the I, rating. I guess it, 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 it's, it, this is in its place in time. It's up against things like Porky's and Meatballs and where like, sex comedies, like horny teenage sex comedies were a thing. And mm-hmm. so this is... The producers, the, the the studio is making a horny sex comedy, right? But it's it's got this different vantage, mm-hmm. you know. Right. But it's Probably still very same. much they are very specifically making a rated R teenage movie. But it's a romance, though. Like, you yeah, know, no, no, no. It's, that, it's, that's and it's like so. If it was American Pie or something like that, like mm-hmm. you'd expect there to be boobs, but like. There's no boobs and say anything. Like Clueless is just as much about yeah, her like I, needing I, I to get laid like and lose her virginity. That period it just didn't last l- that long, you know. Maybe five less than ten years, mm-hmm. and by then, like American Pie, in some ways, was like, oh shit, they're bringing back the rated R teenage movie. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, but I felt like this movie wasn't R enough to be like super mm-hmm. R. Yeah. Well, you times know. have changed, right? So what might have... I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just thankful that I like... I I guess, you know, Teenage Romp, the guys are trying to, like, we need to still try and appeal to this huge mar- market of the, the sexy Teenage right. Romp thing. But mm-hmm. in the hands of a female director, we get something blissfully very different, in my humble opinion. Yeah, I the too studio was probably opinion. upset with what they got, <laughs> you know? No, no, but, yeah, and, it, and it, it wasn't upsetting to me, and I didn't disagree with it. I was just surprised by it. Mm, uh, mm. Surprised by the, the boobs and, and the uh, the F-bombs that just seemed, like, out of place for someone who, like, didn't experience this movie at all. I've never seen this movie before. Right, right, um, right. In the I, context of it being 1983 and, and not thinking that it was weird, because it, it to me, I was going into it expecting clueless, expecting oh, say anything, right. expecting mm-hmm. pretty in pink, and it like so those like little gritty elements were a surprise. Right, I and, was surprised by the f bombs because yeah. I, I haven't seen it in a few years. And when Nicolas Cage cussed, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't remember there being that many f bombs mm-hmm. in this movie. I remember being that being one of the things. That, that upped its coolness factor for me yeah. in the 80s. Mm. Like, for sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah, kind of like Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, exactly. Which Nicolas Cage is in for like a second. <laughs> Everybody's in that movie for like a second. but Also directed by women. Well, and, and like, that's, I oh. think, the most apt comparison is that this yeah. is like Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which was not what I was expecting going in. I was expecting Pretty in Pink. So it's like all of a yeah. sudden, what? There's boobs. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's boobs. Do we all see them? We <laughs> see them. Oh, he's saying the F word. Phoebe Cates. This is, this is Fast Times. This is not that. Because the content of it, the rest of it, feels so bubblegummy and like feels so feels so like clueless or pretty in pink the comical mm-hmm. way that they play the parents as like cartoonish hippies mm-hmm. like it just mm-hmm. seems like n- there's no there's no character in fast yeah. times who is that broadly goofy yeah i feel like if this movie was well, made I mean, even ma- spicoli who is right. like a completely crazy character is yeah. not but i feel like if, Va- if valley girl was made just like five years later it would have been pg like they wouldn't have had They'd those have taken mandates. Out the, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, mm, so, so like, you see it as more of a Fast Times and less of a 
You know, is I it gritty? Is it for, edgy? For, is it? It's half and half. It's kind of like yeah. There for me, it definitely slides toward the edgy side for me. Mm-hmm. Me personally, just because of the what I was exposed to in Tallahassee, Florida, at God be high, not really having any part any you know I'm definitely you know that high school was more on the Van Nuys side I guess versus the Hollywood side mm-hmm. so then growing up being like you know I had I had a I basically had as close to a mohawk as I could get at my school my hair was dyed pink like I was you know, the spikes the whole thing so I leaned into the like yeah I'm gonna be cool and listen to the plimsolls and like I'm you know tough and rough and I'm a badass and fuck you and like all that stuff sure that's what I leaned into in this film in addition to it feeling really real and being sort of the first sort of like you know what like, women like sex too <laughs> you know absolutely and women think boys are hot too and no we no, no. and I'm not talking about the reality well. of it like the, right. the reality is there but just as a movie where it's like we're going to try it. It wasn't real enough with the addition of this like sort of slapstick comedy that they're also putting in there. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't, I I enjoyed all of it. I mean, I like movies that are both funny and yet have something to say as well that are layered, I guess, even if it's Mm -hmm. unintentional, I don't know. Right. Well, and that's the thing is like, (laughs) I, I think that, you know, if we're comparing it to fast times, that movie has, you know, even weird characters, but it just like, I, for, to me, it just seemed like those pieces didn't go together. Like if it was mm. going to be gritty, it needed to be grittier. So not, not I don't like it. Fast Times. That's like one of my least favorite movies mm-hmm. from the 80s. I just find it really oddly paced in the characters. I mean, so it's, I like Valley Girl much better. Yeah. <laughs> then you're allowed to just be like, well, I, I saw this one and I like this one better. and this is the one that I like. Mm-hmm. And to me, Valley mm-hmm. Girl is more, it's sexy. I mean, it's not, you don't actually see anybody actually, you know, simulating having sex. It's just kind of the, the lead. Oh, up except to in the it. bed, in the, the, the um, it's skip the, it's and, the daughter. and the daughter. I'd say that's still pre-coital. They're, yeah. they're rolling around more okay, than so they're not humping. in the way that we see simulated right. It looked like he was going He was now. going for the, yes. for the ass he for the was, first He was time. going to the nether region, <laughs> right. and they cut away, is how it went. And that's one of the things that Martha Coolidge said, was mm-hmm. to her, what's sexy is the wanting. Yeah. yeah. It's opening the package. Right. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Right. The anticipation. Which, and that moment is played for comedy because we're not sure if he's fucking the mom or the daughter. Is yeah. This. So, yeah, we've got a whole kind of Mrs. Robinson's. Sub- there's like, there's like three soft subplots yeah. that never right, entirely like wrap up really. There's, so there's like the. Re- I wouldn't even call it like necessarily the relationship with the parents a subplot. I guess it is, but I mean, ultimately, they're cool with whatever she wants to do. Right. Um, we've got basically Dottie's desire of of wanting to land with with the jock dude, mm-hmm. Skip. I think. No, Skip's the one who fucks the mom. Tommy with Tommy. 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 Yeah. Dottie from Pee Wee's. Dottie. Yeah. Um, and and Dottie, then we and then we've got the whole pool boy Mrs. Robinson thing. Yeah. Right. Which I guess comes to a conclusion where. So the mom is trying to seduce him. Mm-hmm. This is Wait. the one that kind of feels most outside of it, but it ultimately reflects one of the friends, did one you, of her friends. Did you catch the plastics line? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. So she, we, Excellent. She, was, she was totally trying to hint, like, dropping a, a graduate, like, you know, reference. Um, and and it just flies right over his head. Right. I don't know why yeah. she thinks he would have seen that movie. Yeah, but exactly. <laughs> um and and I guess it kind of comes to a close when it, he he basically is actually into her daughter, which is 
his, his age. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Who's into him. Or, or yeah. that's the package that presents itself to him. So yeah. he's it, all it in. Does, yeah, it, it did. <laughs> I think he was honestly it, get yeah, down with whoever when, he found. When he was coming up the stairs, <laughs> it looked like he was ready for yeah. whomever uh, he uh, might find. For door A, when, but when door B was there, it's like, all right. It's fine. win-win. Yeah. I, I don't care who's in the shower. I'm going to take yeah, advantage. At yeah. this point, this is probably his, probably his like first experience. Possibly. I don't know. Probably, probably not the way those kids are <laughs> banging it out left and right. Um, uh, so speaking of the shower, like we kind of got away from the the fact that Nicolas Cage sneaks back into the party through the bathroom window yes. and then decides to hide in the shower until Julie needs to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And it's like, He's in there for a long time. <laughs> long time. Well, a lot of stuff happens. It serves another purpose other than that, which it is second boob shop. That's right. There yeah. are boobs. There yes. are boobs. Um, but also, like, waiting for someone when they're about, when they need to use the bathroom is not yes. super romantic. Because it's like, <laughs> but before, I ju- either I just listened yes. to you use the bathroom. Which some people are into as well, Alice. I'm not kink shaming anyone, but it's or it's like let me get in. Let me just real quick before you go pee. I'm here as well. Well, people go to the bathroom for lots of other reasons at a party, as is easily demonstrated by the shots in the film. Ladies Mm -hmm. go in to touch up their makeup. Right. They go in to make out. They go in. Several people also took shits though. Like sure, (laughs) sure. Fortunately, they did not show those for the movie. (laughs) Well, but it happened. And like just the idea that someone would be in a bathroom, like. When you didn't weren't expecting them, oh, everyone else, everyone There's else, so much did like not weird stalkery shit in this movie. So Come you on. thought it was more stalkery than adorable? Because I just thought it was yes. adorable. The lengths that he went to. If if, if to someone up surprised me in it's the a bathroom, fine line. they would get pepper spray. <laughs> it's a fine like, line. Honestly, like that's a whole '80s movie's problem is that the fine line of cute and crazy cute versus stalker is if you like the person yeah that's that's it i I don't think that's just an 80s problem unfortunately but (laughs) it's like a a real life it feels very stalkery to me watching it now like it all wrong his performance in the shower is adorable that's probably yeah i I agree with that and it's played for comedy right yeah um Mm -hmm. and, and also like a goofy way that to me just didn't fit with the rest of the movie but yeah like it's all those other people who are just like guess what there's someone in the shower like that would scare the shit out of me like sure sure ah now i'm always gonna be looking for nicholas cage in the shower i'm never gonna be able to go into a room that has a shower without checking for nicholas cage don't watch psycho then just uh, put that out there it was nicholas cage the whole time it's what you don't know about psycho um but i really love the part too where they're all just like you know what we should do? Let's have a slumber party in our underpants. Like that part was so cute and fun. And I like that they were like, we already have really cute tank panty sets, but let's go see what your mom has to offer in the lingerie <laughs> department. Like they were already on top of the. Sexy... They were, but it wasn't lacy. Right. So it when they go into moms, it's all lacy, lacy stuff. Right. And that seems like Anything. a standard movie moment where you have the girls get together and dress up and be cute and, you know, dance yeah. to a popular song at mm-hmm. the time. Yep. So since this is also very, very real, how many underpants slumber parties did you have <laughs> where you were like, you know what would be great at this at this hangout that we're having? Let's take our pants off. Well, there was the okay. one we had last night. <laughs> I mean, duh, come on. 
but 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 I'm not one of the, those. Those weren't my people in high school. Mm. So no, so I I, I the... went and had D and D parties with people right. at the house. So it's like that's not, those weren't my people. So the Hollywood people <laughs> when they have slumber parties, they're like pants on. Yeah. We're keeping our pants on. <laughs> no, I, I never had any. That was a movie moment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, there's yeah, also I didn't like... have any either. No, I'm sorry. I didn't <laughs> think to ask. I'm so sorry, right. Nathan. You're right. That was my bad. Um, uh, but it also like really reminded me of Pretty in Pink. Like it's also the same movie as Pretty in Pink, basically, um, except it's the girl from the the cool wrong side of the track, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and she works at a record store and she makes her own clothes. So that you know, to me, is like that's who the person I wanted to be. Um, but they do that thing where it's like, I'm going to take you to this party where you will feel very uncomfortable. Right. That's and out then of I'm going to take you yeah, to sure. this place where you'll be uncomfortable. Right. And then we're going to find a middle ground where we just hang out and have a montage of right. running around and making out together. I'm going to expose you to my culture. And you won't like it. And you'll expose it to mine. <laughs> well, I, I won't mean, like it. <laughs> where a lot of people aren't open to cultural differences. Yeah, definitely. Hello world of today. So, um, so the, basically, though, like at the slumber party, she decides... She's going to dump Randy and get back with Tommy because that's what her friends want her to I do. I think it's later. Later than the yeah. summer party? It's later right. than the summer party. It's, and I do it's like after the she nod. talks to her dad and then right. she talks with her friends. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I have to say, her dad gives some really excellent per- per- parental advice. Absolutely. Like, he's so good. But I will note that I do like the nod to the fact that Julie is open to other cultures. Because in that scene, when she's playing with her makeup, mm-hmm. and she's doing the weird shit on her face, none of her mm-hmm. other friends would ever do that. So it's a little yeah. bit of a nod that she's okay with maybe exploring some other Yeah, kind stuff. of a punk cool. blondie style. Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. Um, so, like... She just decided. Did we not all think that the dad was Sonny Bono in disguise? (laughs) (laughs) I love the dad. I thought the dad was great. I love the dad and the mom. But when I think of the movie, I always think, oh, and Sonny Bono played the dad. Yeah. (laughs) Did not play the dad. Frederick Force. From Apocalypse Now. Yes. uh, A lot of other. It's a Diet Coke, Sonny Sonny Bono. Um, But she's the one who makes the choice. She does. She does. She caves to the peer pressure Mm -hmm. and she goes back to the asshole. Which, again, I feel is very real in a lot of cases. And they go to prom. My favorite moment of this whole entire movie (laughs) is the woman who announces prom. I'm not surprised by that at all, Chrissy. I loved that woman so much. And I I don't think that was the first time I noticed her because I noticed her dancing. And I was like, I noticed her dancing. She's right in between Tommy and Julie and she's just like shoulders shoulders elbows elbows she's doing it and then when I learned that she was an administrator at this school I was like wow now she's living her best life um but then when she does the announcement she's like what does it mean to be king or queen we can't all be queens and kings in fact I was never queen, <laughs> but I wanted to be. This is all happening in the fucking background <laughs> while she's like arguing with Tommy, right? Or no, Nicholas Cage Nicholas shows Cage. up. Yeah. And he I'm like, would you guys get out of the way? I need to hear this speech. <laughs> <laughs> so good. But yeah, basically she's prom queen, but Nicholas Cage uh, shows up. And beats up a guy. Oh my god, that fight is amazing! <laughs> Tommy does the highest high kick, which in those pants, dangerous. Yes. Well, they were all double polyester. Come yeah. on, <laughs> flexible, very flexible. Oh my god, they do. They have a karate battle. Yeah, they have a karate well, battle, and the winner sort of. gets the girl. 
Yeah. That's literally what happens. And There's she's not like, like okay. a babe, you really mean a lot to me. It's like, no, I have now beaten this man up. And she's yep. like, yay. And grabs his arm. Right. She, she does and she's like, yes, back you're an quick. asshole too. So now you're okay. <laughs> I'll go with you. I found my type. <laughs> and she asshole, you're for me. So where do you think? She like, got the best of both worlds in the end. <laughs> Did she? <laughs> yeah, she got the, the edgy guy and the asshole. And she got her crown. She got to be queen. So really, his, I, so was that then his transformation is just to, to beat more people up? Yeah. To, to, <laughs> to learn that that's how you win women in our culture is you mm-hmm. beat up and, other dudes. And to not give up because he did a lot of other stuff to get her back, that's too. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we, we can't he forget the, the 3D dedication on the radio. Right, jumping into her car. Right, <laughs> sleeping bag her, on the yeah. lawn. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that was that not was, stalkery at all. That's so weird. And so like, romantic. You forgot the you other so driving romantic. scene. The oh, other yeah. driving. Scene? Oh, the student driver scene. Student oh my god, that part was awesome. That, that was, was very very good. Overreacting, he is just gonna earn his paycheck. The student driver. Girls, instructor. girls, ladies, <gasps> please stop talking. Talking about someone who's in a different movie. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, so like all those moments happen in, in Say Anything as well, you know, and those moments happen in Pretty in Pink and it's like, mm-hmm. here, here they yeah, are. Yeah, it, sure it is Romeo and Juliet without the murdering. And right. did you catch Romeo and Juliet, Randy and Julie? What? Mm-hmm. And Mind they, they, blown. they go one of the one Marquise. of the marquees says Romeo and Julie on it. Juliet yes. on it. Oh, it's so all she, over the place. And it's and pretty, pretty strong reference. If this movie had had like a straight up murder, like I wouldn't. I at that point wouldn't have, have been surprised. Like if you just like murdered I, the other. Like, oh, the, uh-huh. now there's murder. If we bring this story forward in time, and and we look at it like the letter letters to all the boys I've loved, or whatever that big romantic comedy hit was on Netflix. Netflix recently, Christy is fairing her brow at me as if gray. I'm crazy. I'm sorry. No, I no. just don't know what you're talking it's about. A, it's a, uh, was it a movie or a series? Like, I think it's a movie called to, Letters to All the Boys I've Loved or To okay. All the Boys yeah, I've yeah, Loved, yeah. Uh-huh. right? Yeah. So if you look at that today, uh-huh. the the archetype of this story hasn't changed that much. Oh, no, absolutely. Right? All those same things are, are in there. Yeah. Like I, 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 But I feel like this movie kind of soft- Soft presents the differences between them, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, like even though it's stuff that that I totally love, like the parents are not Valley parents, like right. they're not like her. Yes. So right. like if 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 you know if she was if they were like a rich family, you know, and then we don't get to see Nicolas Cage's home life, we don't get to see this strong contrast between. You know, so him driving down the street and almost being attacked by cholos is not showing his life. Well, I you mean, don't get to but see, like his late, parents, yeah, you don't but that's late, late into the movie. You're, uh, we're, we're in terms of like presenting them as like wrong side of the track. Oh, people, I see what you're saying. Okay, in terms of like the the Montagues and Capulets, mm-hmm. the, the backgrounds are not. It's not super strong, but then again, it's it's a little more realistic. You know. Right. So it's although it, hippies becoming corporate folks was definitely a big thing in the eighties. Like mm-hmm. that was a thing that yeah, but it doesn't strike to me as like a Valley Girl family versus mm. like like the punk rock family. Like if we saw if we had see if she was like upper class, you know, and and then his home life, and we got to see like his parents or maybe whatever 
he's got at home. I see. Or maybe he's on his own. Like maybe if you he just got, crashes if, at friends' places. Yeah, maybe like, maybe you know. it was just like what if, if he went home and it was just kind of like just his older brother who's twenty that he's living with. Sure. And you get you kind of see like you know, like a crap like the crappy burnt out car mm-hmm. and the neighborhood and and. That would have pushed the Romeo and Juliet thing a little further. Even further, yeah, yeah. yeah. For totally me, the the use of the um, the the the, the hippie turners, uh, for me, is another way for them to sell why she's not, she's more willing to date the guy on the opposite side mm-hmm. of the tracks. Because mm-hmm. if if they were long time rich folks, you know, you would expect them to behave more like her friends. Right, where she's got the parents who are like, "Be you, be you. You go out and live your best life." And who knows the other mom, like the other mom who makes the sushi and almost sleeps with her oh son. God, yeah. Right, like mm-hmm. you know, it's a little bit more archetypal, <laughs> she was like asshole rich sushi. people parents. You know, <laughs> she was making it. But I get your point, pants. Nathan. I get your point. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, you mentioned that this movie had been remade, and and when. And how? I, I totally surprising. Recently, recently, and uh, there's some YouTube star who has a part in it. Paul, Paul Logan Paul. <laughs> Paul Logan, yeah. Logan Paul. I had the Logan same. Do you know who I'm talking uh-huh. about? Nathan? I had no yeah. idea. So it got made. I don't know. What it was set to release, and they pulled. They pulled it because, because of, of his controversy. Oh, now I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And the in mm. the chick from the chick. That's totally totally bad of me the woman from uh agents of shield who plays the early recruit who then goes on to become powers i think her first name is ann mm. is also in the film hmm. and they were interviewing i think it was the actress who played stacy and she said that she has a cameo in it a lot of people have cameos in it but mm-hmm. they just haven't released it yet it's done yeah. Is it set in the 80s or it's set today? No Didn't idea. have those details. Huh. Not a lot of information. Huh. I mean, I only found yeah. out about it reading up on this, and I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Do you have other fun facts to share with us that we did well, not you should stumble talk about upon? The, 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 you haven't talked uh, about Kevin Smith. How much time Kevin do we have Smith? again? Kevin Smith? It's one of Kevin Smith's favorite movies. I mean, he adores mm-hmm. the movie, which was the 13-year-old boy mm-hmm. comment. And he had a screening of it recently in New York City, and Martha Coolidge and Deborah Foreman were there. And so she shared a lot of really interesting things about it. And it was one of the things that you said, Nathan, about the kind of film that the studio wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. They had the four required boob shots. And apparently when she was filming the scene of the girl with the zip down the front and the mm-hmm. front unsnap, they came in with a note, don't forget your four required boob shots as she was filming that. This seems like a great opportunity. Yeah. Get those boobs mm-hmm. out. But the first time they did the screening, they watched the movie all the way through the studio and they stopped. When it was at the end, they looked at her and said, oh, so you made an art film. Huh. And they were happy with it. You know... I'm more impressed with the movie now that I've learned more about it because she mm-hmm. made it on a shoestring budget. It was like 350000 and it grossed like $14 million. Mm-hmm. It was huge. And as a matter of fact, the studio tried to pretend that it cost $4 million to make so they could make more money when they distributed it. Wow. And it, studios. <laughs> I know. And <laughs> stop me if I'm becoming too Cliff Clavin. <laughs> First movie before Nicolas Cage got his teeth fixed. Oh, yeah. Which Alice and I really watched for it this time around, because he doesn't smile very much in the movie. And maybe that's why his facial expressions that should be smiles are, are kind of scary. 
Don't blame it on that. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it was written by two guys, and they specifically asked for a woman director mm-hmm. because they wanted to make sure they got that perspective, perspective. on it, mm-hmm. which I think okay. was the right choice. I always wondered if um, I'll Stop the World and Melt With You was a hit before this movie came out or whether or not this movie helped that song become a hit, mm. and I don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. It's in a lot of other movies, too. At that time? I don't, in the, I don't know. From later in the 80s. Yeah, I mean, outside of Valley Girl, it was a huge hit in yeah, the 80s. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm curious. And also that song, A Million Miles yes. Away. Million the perfect miles first away. you know, kiss, kiss scene in yeah. a bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that song in the background. Okay, so on a, on a scale of one boob to ten boobs, <laughs> how, <laughs> how many boobs <laughs> do you give the movie Valley Girl? I'm going to give it 10.5 because of the bonus boob. Bonus (laughs) boob. Mm -hmm. Well played, Liza. Well played. That's my score. Excellent. Uh, Miss Alice. I would give it a 7 out of 10 boobs. 7 out of 10 boobs. Yep. They're strong boobage. You're a a harsh critic. Unless I have strong nostalgia ties to something. And then I absolutely love that film regardless if it's good or not. So I give the clothes (laughs) in this movie a 10. Like, the, I want I I can't I would watch this movie over and over and over well, again just to I, see those clothes. I have to say I'm very glad that the turned up collar polo, polo shirt has not come back. Oh, it's back. Oh, it is back. Oh, now. yes. I hadn't noticed that one yet. I'm Quite. happy to say. Quite. <laughs> Let's hope tight pants does not come back. I don't, I don't know. I think you know what? I want to come it. back. <laughs> I want to come back, guys. To stop wearing coolouts and to stop wearing shorts that look like skirts into actually shorts that look like shorts. What? Boy, for wait. the nut packages, right? Yes. No, no, not just for the nut packages, for the thighs. Come on. You know, it used to be that guys wore shorts that like, were like midway up the thigh. Yeah. Guys do not wear shorts like that. They wear shorts that go down around their knees, so they look like they're wearing skirts. They look okay. like they're wearing culottes. <laughs> and I want guys to wear shorts again. You want those thighs out. You want those, I want the you thighs want those out. balls packaged. You want those thighs out. I do. <laughs> I do. May you get this your This is wish. a plea to Thank America. <laughs> it's a plea to America. And if Man I ever everywhere. have the money to make a film, I will say there needs to be a required four nut shots yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Well, and I and I will but say like things are going that direction. Like, they you, certainly you mentioned are. Game of Thrones. There is is for every boob, there's a dong. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah, but nobody wants to see that. No one wants to see a penis. Liza? Yeah, that's what you're forgetting. That's your opinion. <laughs> yeah, and yes, I am a woman of opinions. So that is yes, very that's true. true. There it is. Uh, so, did you like the clothes better in this movie or Buckaroo Banzai? Oh God, that's tough. Uh, I think I like the ones in Buckaroo Bonsai a little bit more because they're just a little bit crazier. They're weirder. They're weirder. They're weirder. And I do, I do have a penchant for the weird. That's absolutely true. <laughs> um, Nathan, how many boobs? Uh, see, this is not fair because I'm a, I'm very pro boob. Oh no! <laughs> well, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> so maybe you should give me right. two. Exactly. You give one. How many boobs for the boobs? I mean, and then how many boobs for the boobs? <laughs> and then how many nut packages? So I, so I, I'm gonna give it a six. Um, okay. Just because I would have liked, I guess, for maybe a little more story, maybe mm. a little less simple, but I still really kind of appreciated the differences that this movie had to like all the other sex comedies. Like, I really felt like I was seeing a lot more truth mm. than a lot of these other movies of just like, you know, again, kind of being led into a bit of a, a more of a secret world that's a little less. Um, 
I, yeah, it's like it's a double it's a double edged thing. I I liked how it had less plot, and yet that was still kind of an issue with me. Mm. Well, I think that like through this discussion, like my opinion of the movie has definitely changed. Like w- mm-hmm. watching it as I did by myself, just sitting there like watching it. Um, you know, I didn't have strong feelings for it, um, uh, but I can definitely see based on like what how you guys feel about it i can see feeling that way and i think like hearing what you pointed out nathan is like yeah that's what i wanted was either more of that or less of that um so i'm just gonna give it a five though because it's like it you know i don't know like maybe if i come back to it again at some point i'll feel differently about it i mean it could be that if you didn't see it in the 80s you may never be able to give it a really big score because that's just maybe um yeah maybe maybe i because i didn't see it when i was like Mm -hmm. or i couldn't get past the things yeah i think some some movies are special because of how they are different than what is everything else that's out there for sure and so it's it's like a, a, a and it not only hits you at a certain time in your life but it is, is again, an antidote to all yeah. the other stuff that was available. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I think you don't get that same experience if you're just picking it out of the, the exactly. gra- out of the entire exactly. sea of every 80s movie. So you should have watched Porky's and then immediately watched never Valley Girl. Porky's, yeah. And mm-hmm. you've been like, oh my God, Valley Girl's or the best Or even movie better, yeah. see, watch double feature. Porky's, right. Animal House, Fast Time to Ridge, like just yeah. watch five of those movies yeah. and then watch this movie. And then, and then, then see, been like, and wow. It, the difference. It's an art. What, what other movies do you feel are, are like that? You know? Are like, Were that it, stick out? Stick out for like for a, their time. For their for, era. Yeah, for a time, for the a place it, that kind of Right. Or an antidote to the place in time. Oh, that's a good question. Like, I wish I had time to think about that question. So, so that the and I don't know what the um, representative film would be, but you you know, through the '80s, there was the big the the Arnold Schwarzenegger, the big one-liner action movie, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there was a time when that got swept away. So whatever the first film is that sort of said, <laughs> we're not going to do an action movie like that. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. don't know which film that is. Maybe like a, the Christopher Nolan Batman that was... No, 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 no. 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 Yeah. I'm just saying like yeah. that's a that's a Batman movie that's different than... Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. the other movie in the 80s that I remember being blown away by in the movie theater was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Because mm-hmm. at the time, there really wasn't anything like that with the fast pace and it opened quick and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if yeah, that's quite then, the same yeah, thing. It, but. No, but and then also like in the, the, the 70s, we were still kind of climbing out of this very ultra real reaction to, um, you know, that, that's another reason why Star Wars was such a huge hit, that people were still kind of in the wake of Watergate and like these really hyper realistic, everything is corrupt kind of mm. movies mm. You yeah. know, and thrillers and like the disillusionment of of society and government and things like that and then suddenly you had like these huge kind of you know movies like star wars and rares last ark that were just kind of like not only like entertaining but and but big you know good point wouldn't it be neat if movies were fun guys wouldn't that be neat (laughs) Uh we just watch poltergeist too and i'm like oh my god why is this movie so long which is another good point about valley girl Mm -hmm. hour and a half yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) although it's hard to make a long movie if you don't have a lot of money that's definitely true or film she was only given sixty thousand feet of film and that's all wow 
that means is that a lot of to me. I look to you, Nathan. What does that mean? I have no idea what that means. Explain in the digital age what that means. I haven't shot anything on film in 20 years. Okay, so what would your deep cut recommendation be, Liza? I went to romantic comedy, which is not my favorite movie. It's not the genre that I usually go to. So I thought of ones that I've really liked that other people might like. I've always loved The Goodbye Girl. I've never seen that. Tell me about it. Marsha Mason, Richard Dreyfuss. I believe it's a 70s movie, and it's the same plot. They meet cute. They're different. They get together. They break up. They get back together again. But it's just, it's really an adorable movie. I, I like it a lot. True Romance is another favorite. Mm-hmm. Yes, True Romance. I, yeah. That's another gritty version of this story. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even grittier. But yes. with more killings than Romeo and Juliet. Like yes. I said, if this yes. movie had murders, I would be more like, yeah, okay, now I get what I'm, now I get what I'm looking if at. If Tommy punching Randy wasn't enough for you, try True Romance. Okay. That may be the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've, yes. I've always liked Overboard. Oh my god, I love Overboard. Yeah. Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn, that is just the sweetest, funniest, cutest little We've movie. done Overboard. We've done Overboard. Okay. Oh, you have? Yeah, Overboard is one of my favorites. Yeah, I don't know if I just watched it because of the podcast or watched it just for my own pleasure. <laughs> I can't remember it. It was for the podcast, and but it was both. It's yeah. on cable all the time, yeah. mm-hmm. which yeah, again yeah. may be why Valley Girl is never on cable, mm-hmm. so people just don't see it. Mm-hmm. But Fast Times at Ridmont High is though like that's well that's now star studded yeah absolutely yeah that could be it right too right because nicholas cage right. is really the only person in this movie that went on to be a big star yeah. you yeah. know sure. and judd nelson was considered for the part of randy See, and that's Valley what Girl. i was gonna that's what i was gonna say mm-hmm. is like he was... judd nelson in this movie completely changes it for me but that's because i'm looking back and right, I have right, those associations right. of Judd Nelson being that sexy bad boy. Yeah, you and know? he is way more of that bad boy than Nicolas Cage, who's just kind of more in that weird boy, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which right. I like a weird Which, boy, too. I'll yeah, take a weird boy. I'll take weird boy over any other kind of boy any day of the yeah. week. <laughs> I'll take charming weird boy any and I, day. I think when we talked about Say Anything, we talked about all the different people that could have been cast as, as yeah, Lloyd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe Nicolas Cage was even among them. Could, yes. Um, and Probably. it was just like, that movie would not have worked for me if it wasn't, mm-hmm. you well, know. Last Cliff Clavin moment, Martha Coolidge <laughs> picked Nicolas Cage off the reject pile because the studio ah. kept sending her pretty boys, like, we need a good mm-hmm. look. And she's mm-hmm. like, no, no, I want somebody that looks like this. Nick Cage, no teeth fixed. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. I, I, I do think that you need to keep that in mind when you're casting. You have to tell the rest of the story, though. And she went to go get him, and, was, and they didn't know who he, they were talking it was the about. First movie that he made, Nick Cage instead of Nicholas Coppola. Oh and so yeah, she pulled it, and it was like, well, he's he's committed to something else. He's doing a project with Francis Ford Coppola, Martha Coolidge. I know them, no problem. I'll call up and I'll get him off of it. So she calls up. I'm looking for Nick Cage, and they're like, okay. No Nick Cage because he's Nicholas Nick Coppola. <laughs> <laughs> they they finally put it together, but we do have a Nick, and it's a Nick Coppola. Mm-hmm. And so when she went to talk to him, she literally told him, "If you make this movie with me, I will make you a movie star." Nice, and it, it worked. And it worked. He's it a movie star. Worked. Because um, like, what what year is Moonstruck? Later eighties. Oh, is it nine? It's, it's later eighties. No, it's definitely it's eighties. I think it might be eighty eight or something like that. So yeah, okay. Um, all right. What is your deep cut recommendation? It, the name just left me, but Liza, it was one of the ones that you mentioned as possible, like uh, all with the boys, just one of the guys. Just oh my one god, of the I guys. love that movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good movie. It's so it's 
not a good movie. <laughs> but, but you it's love a it great anyway. movie. Yeah. It's not a good movie. That was filmed here in the valley. Oh, I didn't know oh, that. Yeah. That's I yeah. wanna I wanna get that on this podcast very, awesome. very soon. And yeah, another perfect example of like there are a lot of problems with that movie, but I saw it when I was a kid, so I'm like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> and I did again, romantic com- comedy is not my go to genre. Um, but I did enjoy the Netflix show that, or movie, as the case may be, that I was talking about. Mm. That whose name I'm doing a crappy job promoting because I can't remember what it is. But it's something it about like letters and boys and boys and letters. Romance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will look it up and in, in, in the, the blog post. Loved, there you go. Thank you, Nathan. Yeah. To all <laughs> the boys, Nathan. Uh, Nathan, what about you? Why so can't wait to my, hear. Well, my deep cut recommendation is no longer deep because we've talked about it so much. Like I came in. Is and it it's past like, times that we're no, no. It, oh. it, 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 it's uh, say anything. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, which is kind of like the, it's practically a remake. They're they're mm-hmm. so similar mm-hmm. that it's it's again like you know John Cusack is not, he is the weird boy. You know he he's, you know, but he's so confident. They're very very different. Yeah, you know, um, but I I yeah I'd say that that if you if you liked Valley Girl that these it, this say anything is in the same family like mm-hmm. it's not. It, it it's again it's like six years later and now they're not as interested in doing the raunchy stuff yeah and so that's all gone like I don't think there's any boobs in no none boobs yeah it's it's very PG at mm-hmm. that point so it, it's kind of, if anything it's interesting to kind of see in some ways a very similar premise and how it's different just six years later once there no these teen movies aren't as raunchy you know yeah for sure um. And it is weird how similar they are, including like, like the boy being on the lawn and there being a karate fight towards. The <laughs> it is weird. Um, Which came first, Valley Girl? Valley Girl, or? yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I like you can definitely see how this movie had influence that yeah. that carried on. Yeah, yeah. Mm. What I forget, I didn't say anything. Was there like a, a a a suitor, a rival suitor? No, her rival suitor was success. Going, six, go, yeah. going dad, and getting a college right? education. Yeah. 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 Um, yes. Okay. So this, Ladies, go get your college education. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Do it. She did. <laughs> yeah, she, she did. She brought though. him along for the yeah. ride. Um, I, so my deep cut recommendation is a song uh, uh, by a band, a band called The Bouncing Souls. Okay. Uh, right. And it, it, I look, first of all, I recommend The Bouncing Souls. So okay. if you're into uh, like 80s movies and things from the 80s from the perspective of like, oh, I'm I'm not from the 80s. Like I was in the 80s. I was there. You know, it was technically I was there, but that's not like my era. But I love it. The Bouncing Souls really like have that my experience of like, yay, we love it. Uh, the song is called These Are the Quotes from Our Favorite 80s Movies. And they're like a 90s punk band. So it's like, these are the quotes from our favorite 80s movies. Um, and Valley Girl is all over that. Oh. The beginning of the song is that actual clip of him being like, that girl Julie is truly dazzling. Yeah. Truly dazzling. But she's not one of ours. Are you going to play it for us? I, 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 let's see if I can. <laughs> <laughs> she's truly dazzling. That chick Julie. And then like the part of the chorus is like, she's cool. He's hot. She's from the Valley. He's not. <laughs> well, can we talk? Did you guys look at the poster? Every time I see no. that poster, I'm like, it's not, I, it's not related mm-hmm. to the movie. It's, well, and it's so not, different. It's the actress on the poster is the one who played the bathroom sex scene when they're in the bar when after he goes back the, to his old girlfriend. Oh, and he totally improv the. Um, oh, here it comes. 
That chick Julie, she's truly dazzling. Yep. But she's not one of ours. See if you can work out a deal for a theme song <gasps> to your podcast. Oh, I've never heard that. That is so awesome, so the, Chrissy. The Bouncing Souls, uh, they a lot of their songs are like they do a version of Joe Lies when he cries, which is <laughs> from Say Anything. Um, so yeah, that's my recommendation. And I'm sorry I interrupted you. It just started playing. Uh, no, no, that was perfect. <laughs> I've never heard that before. That's great. It's pretty good. Uh, Bouncing Souls. Um, yeah, the poster is wackadoodle. Isn't it wackadoodle? I've never seen it. But it, so, it, but it, yeah. So describe it's not even it. the main actress. But I mean, it's it, not Deborah describe it. Yeah, okay. describe it. <laughs> I mean, other than that, like it, 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 it's kind of the premise I was expecting. Yeah. Of like a valley girl in pink with a shopping bag, yep. and then like a punk with like colored hair, and then we 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 kind of got a, a very softer version of that yeah not it, which i'm yeah again i'm yeah. happy for because that it, i that, wouldn't that, have gone to go see that movie it's, uh-huh. and it's not her it's totally yeah, different that's the girl. weird part yeah so the, and then the like, woman from the bathroom stall sex scene that's with a blonde is. wig right. and there's the the mall on one side and the hollywood hills on the other and mm-hmm. like nicholas cage's Shirtless, shirtless which he isn't like i mean like that except the one beach one. running scene but that right his chest hair is not like it is in the movie which is you know <laughs> no. will really throw you off um <laughs> yeah that's Someone, not yeah. that makes no sense at all um but i think that's like that that that's a huge that's the disconnect for me is mm-hmm. that, like that's what i was expecting ah uh, and that's not what it is no yeah um, awesome. Okay, thank you so much for for being a, our very special super fan guest. Thank you guys. It's been so much fun. I've really enjoyed it. Wonderful. Awesome. Um, so, Alice, would you like to direct anyone to uh, any of your current projects? Well, if anyone's listening to my other sister and I talk about Hugo and Nebula award winning podcasts, they can just search on the interwebs for that okay and they can listen to us Excellent. bemoan having to read so much robert fucking heinlein <laughs> <laughs> and maybe this is the beginning of uh of starting a, a podcast with liza could be <laughs> <laughs> um of course you can find me at all things nct nct phoenix the place nct phoenix online uh most excellent pod is all over the place most excellent pod on the instagrams and the uh Facebooks. Interwebs. On the webs. Um, and where can people find uh, your award-winning material? <laughs> well, uh, you can see all things Squishy Studios at strangelystudios.com. It's good that all of our things are <laughs> yeah. on things that they're named. We've and learned the, things from marketing people, haven't yeah. we? <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, and, and the, the best way to stay updated to uh, what we're doing is the brand new Squishy Studios newsletter, which will probably pop up or... 
or or aggravate you if you visit the website. <laughs> <laughs> no, people will lovingly sign up for it, Nathan, because they're oh, interested awesome. in all of the amazing things that you do. Yes. Oh, that's great. Cool. <laughs> It'll be a, an award-winning newsletter before you know it. They'll find some way to give you a prize. Um, okay. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to do all the podcast things that you know you're supposed to do. If you have, look, if you haven't already, give us a thumbs up. Why do you? Why won't you give us a thumbs up? Review. Why are you why? looking at me? Because <laughs> I don't know why you won't do it, Nathan. Um, give us a thumbs up, rating, review, share, tell a friend, all that stuff. Um, and please do keep the most excellent podcast motto in mind: be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Totally tubular. Bitchin' pukoid. As if...